let's dig in more to the pop, you know, let's give into the gods of pop music here and, and um, uh, still be able to get that jazz harmonic language in there, some improvisation, some sophistication that listeners will appreciate. That is musician Andrew Stephen. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, and this is Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast. Andrew Stephen and Chrissy Rennick are a couple, and they are musical collaborators. And the story of both of those connections is one and the same, and they will tell that story in this podcast. At the end of August, they released their debut album as a duo. Uh, They call themselves Sample Culture, culture with a K. But each of them has been well-known on the St. Louis scene for years. You can find videos online of Chrissy performing as a solo artist, as a guest with other folks. Andrew is a music producer. He works with artists of pretty much all styles. He composes music, and he's very comfortable behind the keyboards. Chrissy's biggest influence is Alicia Keys, and you can hear a lot of sounds coming together on Sample Culture's debut album, Upstairs Headroom. They call it Future Soul. To get started, I asked Andrew about how he wound up teaching himself music theory at a tough time in his life. I always played. However, I wasn't mature enough to really embrace music and kind of have my own individual path on it until I was um, out of high school. And then I started taking music theory very seriously and things of that nature. And part of the reason for this is because I, my parents had gotten divorced a couple of years prior to that. And we were pretty broke before they were divorced. So taking my dad out of the equation definitely made it very difficult for us to keep our house. We lost our house. So for a period of time, when most people are going to college, I was actually didn't have anywhere to live. I was like staying with my friends. How old were you when this happened? Uh, 18, like right out of high school. Okay. And uh, so I was staying with, with a, a buddy of mine who had a piano in his basement, and I had all this free time that he was working. I mean, I was alone a lot, you know, and I took it upon myself to, you know, I got, I got some old music theory textbooks and just really started diving into piano and teaching myself theory and understanding harmony. And, and that, was, that was definitely the beginning of me as, as a young adult pursuing music. So, Chrissy, you, you grew up south from here a bit? Yeah, I grew up in Cape Girardeau. I grew up with, my dad was very uh, musical. He didn't play an instrument actively at the time, but he always had music playing, particularly soul music, but really everything. I mean, he would play country, uh, bluegrass. He played a little bit of everything. So I'd say that's kind of where I got my inspiration. Did you sing in high school? You know, I did, but it was always kind of something I did in private. I never really, I started to perform, but I had a lot of performance anxiety. And so a lot of what I did was on my own. So just kind of, I couldn't even make the musical in high school because I would get so nervous. So it was, a, it was, it took a lot to really uh, get myself out there and find my voice. Um, so yeah, I have to, I, I'm kind of continually evolving in the area of self-acceptance and all that when it comes to music. Tell me about how your relationship with music got more intense. When I was 15, my dad had a serious stroke. It was, it was a massive stroke and he was no longer able to work and went on disability. And so it was a very traumatic, stressful time. So I, I feel like, um, you know, I became not only his caregiver, but 
um, you know, I, my family struggled as well. So it was something that um, was very stressful to go through as an adolescent. So I started to really turn to music and not even really aware that that's what I was using it for. But looking back, it was definitely a therapeutic tool. And then um, when I went to college is when the songwriting really picked up because it was like very hard to leave my mom and dad in that challenging situation. So um, I started to write as a way to really reflect on that loss and uh, trauma, I guess. So. And so is, was there a point when you're still at college when you start conceiving of yourself as like a, you want to be a working musician? Yeah, ironically, that's how Andy gets involved in the picture. I came to St. Louis to watch my brother perform at the pageant. And so I was just visiting here and I ended up afterwards meeting Andy at a bar because a friend of mine knew him and she's like, oh, you have to meet this guy. He records music and he'll record your songs you've been writing. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I almost, I met him and whatever, said hi and almost didn't call him before leaving town. And she sent me a text. She's like, you really need to follow up with this guy. And I'm like, oh, fine. <laughs> I almost like really was not going to. Um, so I did and I went over there and sang for this kind of stranger. And he was like, oh, you should probably be doing music for a living if you like it this much. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so it took me a couple months, but I really did like shortly, it was a very life-changing conversation, I guess, and a turning point for me. So I did end up leaving school a few months later and coming here to St. Louis to uh, pursue music. I asked Andrew about how he wound up building a home studio in his bedroom that would become the home base for his and Chrissy's work. Ever since I was like a teenager, I was always into music production and I made a lot of techno music in my teens and hip hop music and just whatever stuff that I was into as a listener. And I had a family friend of ours who was close to my father, who was a fellow musician, who was a big recording guy. And he had been collecting gear and things and knowledge over the years. And he never really had a place to put his studio at. And he would talk about it all the time. You know, someday we'll get a space. And, and no sooner did I decide that I really wanted to pursue production again. I got bit by the production bug again. I, I was living in a, like the second story master bedroom of the house that I was at. And, um, I decided to take my room and just turn it into a studio. I had, I had literally like changed it into a studio space with the, the meager things that I had. Literally within like a day, he passed away and I ended up inheriting all of his recording equipment. So like no, and I hadn't even told anybody. I wasn't like, I didn't make some kind of announcement. Oh, I'm gonna turn my room into a studio. This was just something I just did spontaneously and then Within, a, within like a day of me setting up that, she calls me up and she's like, hey, you know, I was thinking, what do you think about producing a record for me? And I'm like, well, that's a pretty good idea because I just built a studio in my house. <laughs> I think she might have been the first person that saw it, seriously. Yeah. I had to take my mattress out and there was an attic door that would go to like a, like a crawl space kind of attic and I would slide my bed into the attic. So when people would come over to record, <laughs> They'd be in my studio. They didn't realize that I slept on the floor. 
<laughs> so, you know, in the beginning days of us dating, if she came and stayed over at the house, I was pulling my bed out of an attic <laughs> and throwing it on the ground, and we're sleeping literally right next to a mixing console, so. Super romantic times. <laughs> and so you do, in fact, you do, in fact, uh, make a record together at that time? We did. It, it ended up being my first EP, so it's a solo EP under my, my name. That's a song from that EP. The EP is called A Thousand Shades. The song is Dirty Love Energy. And you are listening to Cut and Paste. We will be right back after this one little message. Oh, yeah. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Blowing through the jasmine in my mind. La, 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 la. Welcome back to Cut and Paste. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. Last year, Andrew and Chrissy began releasing music as a duo. The first thing they put out there was a cover of Summer Breeze, Seals and Croft. And Andrew picks up the story of how that led to the debut record by Sample Culture. Definitely Summer Breeze was kind of our our saying like, hey everybody, we're here and this is the thing we're doing. Because the, the, the irony of, is it, of this is that everybody in town already knew us because they worked with us or made records with me. I had people that would come in the studio for years, never even knew that I, I played. You know, I was kind of like associated with more of this kind of audio producer, you know, kind of a guy, which is, which is true. But I'm definitely considering myself much more of a of creative, artistic musician type of a person. Uh, I, would, I would like my identity to be more associated with putting out original musical ideas as opposed to somebody who's like a audiophile with like the best ears in town, you know, kind of a thing. That was definitely our, our uh, um, kind of introduction to the scene. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, we've been... We've been around at yeah. that point, just in cover bands and... The main change has been us rebranding this whole thing and turning it into, okay, well, it's this duo, it has this name. So that was a, a whole transition, which really didn't happen until... November of last year. November, December, or even like January uh, of this year. Let's talk about some of the, a couple of the tracks. Which, what should we highlight? What should we talk about? Oh, I'll oh, throw one out. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the opener, See You Through. Nice. Um, yeah, so that was, that, was a, that was a tune that I wrote at Webster. Like she said, I, had, I was studying composition, so I, had, I literally had to write music, and it made more, more than enough sense to write some tunes that I knew were going to be adapted for her voice and used in this, this project. solid track it's probably one of the more 
musically, it's a really good representation of something that's uh, kind of at face value. Doesn't sound overly technical. It, it's very approachable, I think, for the listener. Even though there's like mix and meters and things in there that that um, come across in a smooth way that people don't even realize that they're there. So it's a very listener-friendly track. I think it's a perfect one to open the record with. And it's it's it can be a challenge, can't it, to do some things that are interesting compositionally without sort of calling attention to itself. You know, sure. like different ears hear different parts of the same song sometimes. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Is there a song, uh, Andrew, that you would you would recommend in terms of Chrissy's Chrissy's uh, vocals? Hmm. Probably eyes closed. Actually, I really like the way her voice sounds on that. I also like the vocal on Gears. That's very kind of R and B. It's sexy. It's poppy. on this record kind of live in the same ecosystem with the exception of little things like summer breeze is definitely a little bit softer a little bit less of the pop i think as we went into the record we kind of it's so funny you come from this jazz background where you're kind of taught like a certain purist mentality to us to us to a sense you know and uh as we started going to the record kind of like slowly allowed ourselves like oh let's let's dig in more to the pop you know let's give into the gods of pop music here and and not be afraid to you know compress the living shit out of things <laughs> and make things uh uber processed and um uh still be able to get that jazz harmonic language in there some improvisation some sophistication that listeners will appreciate but also really flex in the pop bone art yeah yeah um, well, ironically, I'd probably say that Eyes Closed and Gears are my favorite vocally as well, because I think there's also something to, those were the last couple of songs that we recorded, and so I feel like by that time I also kind of found my voice in all of this. That was Chrissy Rennick and Andrew Steven recording as Sample Culture. Their debut album as a duo is out now. It's called Upstairs Headroom. I am Jeremy Goodwin, and this has been Cut and Paste, St. Louis Public Radio's arts and culture podcast, produced with help from our executive editor, Shula Newman. You can find Cut and Paste at stlpublicradio.org or sing it along with me wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>